Hey people, what's going on? Uh, you're now tuning into the sound of a craw. Uh, we're now on episode 11. I hope you're all enjoying the ride so far. On this show, we're going to talk about travel. And I, I know it's a bit of an ironic topic because if you're listening to this podcast in May 2020, most of the world is in lockdown right now and there isn't a lot of opportunity to travel. But in the near future, there may be too, as there shows signs of different countries opening up their borders and different countries opening up their countries. So this this podcast may actually benefit you in the near future. It may benefit you even more than you realize it. Yep, so today's show, we have the guest who is the founder of Holiday Helper, and it's a travel company offering travel planning services brand reviews, content creation, and in Ghana, they also provide VIP tours, accommodation, transport, and nightlife services. If you're listening to the first time, welcome. I go by the name of Adrian Daniels, and this is The Sound of Accra. This is the show where we chat with colorful creatives and entrepreneurs from a Ghanaian background, all with a special interest to the city, bringing you one step closer to Accra worldwide. Once again, for the show notes for this episode, you can go on to thesoundofacra.com. That's thesoundofacra.com. And we have a lovely website up and running for you guys all to check out. I will see you on the other side of the podcast. Take care. So today I'm joined with Kojo Brown and he is the founder of Holiday Helper. Uh, Holiday Helper is the company where they help you plan your next destination. Uh, they also have services included, including travel content creation and travel reviews and even Ghana services. Uh, I think I got that right, Kojo. Yep, yep, that's that's right. Um, awesome. In a, in, a, in a nutshell, it's a basic travel service. So mm-hmm. we provide uh, travel planning, so helping people to get the best flights and um, accommodation prices. Then I also work with brands to kind of get their exposure increased and um, introduce different brands to my following. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I do tours as well. So in Ghana, we do tours, um, mm-hmm. accommodation, vehicles, transport and um events so um yeah it's quite quite a few different legs to it but um it's all in the travel space travel and tourism yeah now travel to tourism is a big big industry to be in i mean um it's very lucrative very popular i mean who doesn't like traveling who doesn't love tourism uh one thing i must i must say is uh uh i've been going through your social media and um i like your instagram by the way um thank you thank you you're very organized. Uh, I like how you have everything, you know, nice and clean. I mean, you've got some travel itinerary guides here, you know, some topless pictures there, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you balance the, I like how you strike the balance between your professional uh, career, obviously as an investment banker. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And obviously your, your, your company, your business or side hustle or whatever, whatever, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah. Very, 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 very good job, by the way, with the social media. But but we'll come back to that in a bit more later on in the show. Um, just one, if you if you don't mind, Koja, I just just I would just like you to kind of give a background into into yourself and you know how Holiday Helper kind of started. Sure. So um, as you mentioned, I work in investment banking. Okay. Um, and I grew up in Wembley, so Northwest London, where okay. it's quite vanilla. You know, everyone's quite the same. Um, <laughs> So naturally, you don't really have a diverse group of friends. Mm. Um, fortunately, my mom shipped me out to a school um, in West London in more of a white area. Okay. So I kind of got involved in the sort of white community, had some white friends and got to understand that environment a bit more. Mm. Then after that, I went to business school. So I mm. went to the same secondary school in sixth form. Then I went to class business school for mm. university. And that was like, wow, geez, I went from like, a kind of a familiar environment to a white environment that I've gone to a whole different international environment. <laughs> and um, that basically opened my eyes. And I had friends from Sweden, friends from France, Russia, China, yeah, Slovakia, you know, <laughs> all over the place. So it's crazy. So I was visiting friends from around the world and um, I was enjoying it. I was enjoying it. And 
that kind of folded well into working to banking because banking is also a very diverse place with people mm-hmm. from multiple nationalities, you know? Of course, of course, of course, yeah. And um, yeah, I think just all those things together kind of inspired me to travel more. Mm. And as I was doing that, my friends were kind of reaching out to me, asking me for tips. I was sharing tips here and there um, on an ad hoc basis. And then I kind of thought, let me just have a centralized platform where I can share tips. So yeah. I converted my Instagram page into a travel page. Okay. And, uh, it kind of grew from there. So from first, it's just a tips tipping platform. Now okay. it's going to evolve into a whole service. Wow. So, um, yeah, it's evolved from, I guess, being exposed to different environments and different sort of cultures. Wow. Impressive. So that, yeah, like a natural sort of organic growth into a business, which is kind of what you want. That's, I think that kind of works works best. Yeah. I mean, I guess you can't really ask for more. I mean, there's kind of, there's different ways of starting businesses, Kojo, but I think one thing is that when the business is actually thrown at you, as in, you know, there's actually an actual demand for it and people are asking you, oh, could you do this? Can you do that? And then as a result of that, you actually run with with actually what the market wants rather than you just trying to kind of throw something out there and hoping it sticks and hoping the market kind of follows you. That's a very good way of, of, of doing something like this. So I just want to say, well done, man. Thank you, mate. Thank you. And yeah, I'd, I'd agree with you guys in taking, I think to some extent you've kind of got to start Yeah. because if you don't start and you keep listening to people's feedback, you're going to get mm. kind of distracted. But True. once you start and have a vision, you can kind of tailor that vision, you know? Yeah. But if you just kind of sit on your hands and wait and wait and wait, mm-hmm. you're like it's never going to be perfect, right? So it's good just to start and then from there you can tailor different bits and bobs and, you know, um, harness uh, the mm. business. Mm. So I think that's very important because a lot of people have ideas, but they not a lot of people actually pursue them and start. No. Mm, true very very true i mean there's there's one there's one thing about starting and then there's another thing just just kind of talking about something yeah, you know so the exactly. two very different things very two different things and you mentioned that friends etc kept coming to you for tips why do you think that why do you think that is i guess they saw me traveling a lot right they saw me out and about <laughs> and they wanted to no like seriously i'm not even yeah. in a like cookie or but they saw me out and about Okay. And I guess they also wanted to be exploring new cultures and um, basically living their best lives. Mm. And um, I think people think traveling is expensive. They think you have to have a lot of money to travel, but you true. don't. Very true. Very true. So um, from their perspective, right, they're thinking, okay, how are you traveling so much? I've got a full time <laughs> Banking is naturally long hours as well. Yeah, I can so imagine. Kind of, yeah. How are you doing this? So... From, from there, kind of that, that, that door kind of opened up and I started um, trying to um, guide people, mm. you know, to mm. maximize their holiday allowance and to um, save money when traveling and um, basically open your eyes to the world because there's a lot to see out there. There's lots and lots to see out there. And mm. um, I think it's just a case of people actually wanted to get out there and push themselves to get out there because traveling you kind of learn so much you know you meet new people you learn new cultures and you see different things and that kind of can help you to shape even mm. your life in general you know yeah absolutely um the more you travel the more you're exposed to different cultures the more you have different experiences and new experiences the more you can relate to people around the world i couldn't agree with you more yeah um, agreed yeah, what I was going to say is when you start traveling a lot um, and people start asking you for tips, how far back was that? Because I can imagine that they would have seen you post meet, post pictures, etc., on social media. Yeah, I would say that was probably from 2016, around mm. that time. Okay. So just after I left university. Well, I left okay. university in 2014. Mm-hmm. Um, then also had a bit more free time to kind of decide where I wanted to go and um, different places to explore. I had a bit more money too, of course. And yeah. I was like, <laughs> I had man- I had managed your holiday, right? At work, I've got 26 days of holiday to take each yeah. year. And yeah. I always want to take my holiday abroad rather than being stuck in, in the UK. 
Thank you very much. I don't know. I understand why people do that. You know, they just want to travel, you know, within the country rather than just using that same money and going abroad. Yeah. I have this argument with my friends all the time. But guys, I'm going to put that in the show notes. I mean, I, I am aware that Koja, you have a, a post about, you know, maximizing your holiday in 2020. And I saw that. Yeah, yeah, shout, yeah. Out, shout out to you. I'm going to make sure that's in the show notes. So everyone can check that out. That's awesome. Thanks, bro. Yeah. So you definitely have the travel bug like me, uh, Kojo. I mean, <laughs> when my mother was pregnant with me, she was in Italy and Ghana and all sorts. Um, oh, wow. Do you remember? Yeah. <laughs> do you remember your first flight, then your first holiday? Um, I remember my first holiday, but not my first flight. My first holiday was to Ghana, actually. My, okay. my mother took me to Ghana. Classic. I was about eight years old. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> and and I, I wouldn't say that had any influence on me traveling. I'd say the um, biggest trip that influenced my traveling was probably my trip to China during high school. Mm, wow. Because to go from Wembley to China was a big, big step. <laughs> and, yeah. um, you know, it was like a different way of life. This was like 2010. So China was quite different to what it is now. Very different. Um, and I've never even really thought about traveling, you know, I never really thought about it, but this was a school trip for uh, my history classes. And we went to China for 10 days. We traveled around Beijing, Shanghai, and Xi'an, which is a rural mm. city. Mm. And it was just amazing, man. It's amazing just to be, you know, in a completely different culture. It's was amazing. That's um, awesome. From, from, mm. Yeah, from there, I was like a bit more comfortable with trying new cultures and new things. Mm. So yeah. Yeah, I think that was the, probably the one big trip that kind of opened my eyes. And then in terms of practicality, because obviously you've got to plan your holiday, you've got to book your flights. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't too familiar with that until probably uh, 20 years old. Okay. I'm honest with you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I went to Ghana a few more times. I went to the last trip to Magaluf, but someone organized that for us. Yeah. So it was until I was about 2021 20, when I started actually booking my holidays myself and um, <laughs> being confident enough to, you know, book my own accommodation, book my flight, and go to the airport by myself. So that's, yeah. Yeah. So I had that took a bit of time. I can imagine. Yeah. Do you think university and places like that kind of helped you to gain confidence to be able to book flights on your own and travel on your own? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely. Mm. I'd say that as well. Because obviously I had friends who are from different countries at that time too. So I was naturally traveling with them. Okay. So I've been going to Russia, Slovakia to meet my friends, you know, during university. So okay. that, that kind of made it easier, that, that step of right. going to visit somebody. Mm. Made me, I thought to book myself and then go somewhere by myself and live by myself. Okay. So I, I, it's sort of a bit of a stepping stone, you know. I wouldn't recommend. Well, it's up to you actually. If if, if you're confident enough, then go for it. But my yeah. journey was was a lot more um, step by step because even before I started traveling internationally, mm -hmm. I was traveling around the UK a lot. Yeah. So during my first year of uni, my friends from Wembley and my school were all around different unis, right? Yeah, so I go with them. I go to Kingston, you know. I go to Liverpool, Manchester, Cardiff. <laughs> this university yeah. tour guy. <laughs> yeah, I think eventually, kind of realised. Hold on, wait. A trip to Sweden is like twenty quid. Why am I paying 50, 70 quid to get to Manchester by train? True, very true. I just fly to Sweden for twenty quid. You see what I mean? So yeah, all that experience kind of helps you to, you know, uh, travel cheaper and broaden your horizon more. Mm, I'm I'm totally with you, and this is the beauty of you know living in Europe because you can just sure. literally just book a cheap flight and go to Spain, go to Italy, go to France, you know. And people will think that you're rich when not necessarily you're not, you know. I mean, I have had that, you know, in the past. I think there's one year I travelled five times, and people thought I was a millionaire. But you don't have to be, honestly. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be, and I'm sure that you know, that's what you tell your audience and people that come to you for tips, that you don't have to be many, you just have to be smart of how you use your time, your resources and, you know, and just, just how you get around, you know, traveling. Um, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And how was it when you kind of started to travel, like, sorry, when you went to China um, back in it, over 10 years ago, um, yeah. was that, was, was that kind of, I assume your parents helped, helped you to, to pay for that? Or did you pay for that yourself? Or um, I think my mum contributed. Yeah, mum did contribute to it. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah, I had some money saved, but I didn't really want to use that money to. to, to <laughs> my mum, yeah, my mum contributed to it, and she encouraged me to go. Um, as oh, an African really? parents, they always wanted to attend school and attend the school <laughs> trips. So, 
was like, yeah. no, okay, you know, I've gone to all these school trips, I've gone to school every day of my life. Now I look for the trip to China. <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> I'm all grown nice up now. To, yeah. <laughs> luckily she was nice enough to front up the cash and uh, mm. allow me to go. Wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Reason why I threw that question out because obviously Ghanaian like you, African parents like you, when I went when I did my first kind of school trip abroad to um Andorra for a skiing trip actually, uh when oh, I was nice. in year, year seven, yeah. <laughs> um, I think my mum was terrified. She was actually terrified. <laughs> she paid for it. I managed to convince her, uh, but she was terrified. But she let me go. She was crying when I when I got on the coach. And obviously, I think she was crying when I even came back. So, you know, so <laughs> you know, the African parents, you know, the, the you know, some of them are quite reluctant. Some of them are overprotective. Yeah, exactly. Think, exactly. Yeah. Different. Yeah. Exactly. Different kind of mentality. But when they see you, kind of like getting older and getting more independent you know they just have to kind of let you go yeah mm. exactly so okay. a quick one do mm. you need to be on the video i just noticed you're on the video no you don't have to you don't have to be you don't have to be on video um even okay. though it is recording um the video doesn't get released it's just kind of uh, just, okay yeah cool, it's cool, just cool. it's just adds to the whole kind of you know intimacy exactly <laughs> oh, well, well, that, on, on that note i might scare you so i leave my camera off the way my beard and my hair set up is uh yeah, that's okay not my you probably that's recognize cool. me from my instagram <laughs> yeah um the first season one is all audio podcast so no one's got anything okay. to fear so don't worry okay. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm pretty cool. laughs> have no fear exactly kwabi oh sorry why i call you kwabi kojo i don't know where that came from anyway <laughs> oh, no, no, i'll let you off this is going on <laughs> uh, this has turned to a funny podcast all right great so i mean that's how holiday helper started so essentially you know, you had conversations with friends, sorry, people approach you for tips and then you yeah. you start to travel more and more. And then, and then before you knew it, you had like a, a business on your, on your hands, which is quite impressive. Now let's, let's, uh, let's, let's touch upon, you know, so, so I'm, I'm hearing you've been to 48 countries. Mad. I'm in 50 now, actually. 50 now. Okay. Cause I yeah. saw, I saw your Instagram 50 out of 195. So are you looking to conquer all the countries? Like, is that your bucket list? Oh boy. Let's see how Corona plays out, man. <laughs> <laughs> countries, so. Yeah. Um, let's talk I about it yeah. a little bit. Um, let's let's talk yeah. about coronavirus for a little bit. How do you see? I mean, I was going to touch upon it, you know, during the show, but we might as well just get out of the way now. How do you sure. see this? Obviously, and I know we I know we discussed this on uh on, on YGP Zoom. Um, how do you see the travel industry playing out within the next twelve months because of coronavirus? Um, I think it's well, it's definitely going to change somewhat. Uh, I think it's kind of hard to say exactly how it's going to change. Mm. But um, I think as a traveller myself, I think my trips would be a lot more meaningful. Yeah. Um, in terms of, you know, I won't be, well, it'll be more difficult to do the spontaneous trips like the weekend to Sweden or whatever. Mm. That would probably be a bit more difficult if they make the like onboarding and, you know, checking time a bit longer. Mm. It's going to be a bit frustrating, you know. It's not really going to be worth doing a two-day trip if you've got to check in for a day. Like it doesn't really make sense. So I think that 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 will change. Um, I think in the short term we'll see prices come down. Okay. Because after Corona, people will be a bit nervous about traveling. True. So to so to get people enticed and to drum up interest, yeah. I think they have to reduce the prices at least for a short period of time. Hmm. Interesting. Um, yeah, and that and that will obviously help people to get around more if they want to. But um, I think it's going to be a long time until the industry is back to what it was um, before Corona. <sighs> Tell me about it. <laughs> yeah, and it's hard as well because it's country by country, right? Italy said they're going to open up their borders from June the third. Really? Yeah. Uh, wow. Russia might never might say we're going to we're going to open our borders in October, September. So all these factors kind yeah. of have an impact on where you can travel and when you can travel. True. Very, it's very also true. difficult to, to plan anything or to have a to know. You can't really know. I mean, you can have an opinion, but you can't really. It's hard to have a correct answer right now. Because I think even still the virus is still is still um, not fully understood about how it travels and um, the actual consequence of the virus and how they can better manage it. They don't know that yet. That's you know, very they true. Talked about, they talked about social distancing in the airport and on the airplane, but on an airplane it's very difficult to to distance yourself from people, right? 
you've got yeah. to carry all people to get to your chair, you've got to put your bag here, you've mm. got to go to the bathroom. It's very tricky. It's very, very yeah. tricky. Mm. And they mm. also talked about doing um, blood tests and tests for corona, but imagine you're going to your family somewhere for a big honeymoon or a big wedding and you mm-hmm. get there and they tell you, okay, your family are good, but you are not good to travel. Mm. Like it's a bit, it's a bit like a, of, a, of, of a chaos, isn't it? Mm, very much so. Very much so, Kojo. I think, I think all of those variables need to be understood before um, they can even think about traveling again. Very much. Very, very, very good points you've raised up. I mean, I can definitely see your, your profession in the, in the game. Um, now I do agree with you. Um, I feel like, we just you just don't know what's going to happen and you know airlines have already lost so much you know if they were to keep things prices high i rather thought the opposite was going to happen kojo so i thought prices were going to go sky high because you know airlines are trying to recoup some of that lost revenue over the the months because their run rate has just been burned to the ground but rather Mm -hmm. it's a good point they need to try and start to get people flying again so they can only just they'll only have to lower their prices you know which is a reluctant thing they will have to do but i mean is this going to be one way they have to get people back on flying um but i thought um what was i going to say i thought the the airlines were were not going to obey social distancing because just like you said it's quite difficult i thought they were just going to let people sit down you know once all the checks have been done post getting on yeah. the plane so so prior to getting, getting on the plane then you know they can they just you know board the plane as normal Mm. Yeah, I think it's tricky, man. And yeah. like I said, I don't have I don't have all the answers because there's a lot of of, of, of variables at play yeah. here. You know, mm. it's like even if you test people, at what point do you test? Because from leaving your house to getting to the airport, you could have caught coronavirus. Mm. So it's, it's very technical. It's very technical, man. Mm. Mm. Very very uh, tricky times, indeed. Yeah, I, I don't think there's a straightforward answer. Mm, I don't think anybody has a straightforward answer right now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's uh let's switch up. Let's um let's 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 touch upon. Okay. So we did discuss earlier on some of the forty eight countries that you've been to. Um, <laughs> I didn't want to make the the podcast a bit too tense. Um, you know, I'll leave that to the world leaders and governments to, to resolve, you know, the, the travel issues right now that we've got, but that's the least of our worries right now. Right now we're just trying to stay safe, which is more important. Now, you know, out of the 48, 50, you said 50, is it 52 you said? Yeah, 50, 51. 51 countries, yeah. madness. Okay. Uh, I think I'm far behind you. Um, <laughs> out of all the 51 countries you visited, uh, Kojo, what what would you say are your, your must, your must, must do's and, and must 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 nots as in like countries you recommend countries you wouldn't recommend um uh, i'm not sort of person to kind of put it down on any country because i think mm. everyone's travel experience is different so mm. even a black man to a black girl your experience is, going, is your experience is going to be different yeah as a light skin man to a dark skin man it's going to be a different experience yeah so um personally i've not had any particular bad experiences so far thank god Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd say my top three uh, places to visit, I'd say uh, South Africa. Okay. It's very diverse. You know, you've got a nice mix of wildlife, um, um, mountains, you know, beaches, you've got great food. The pound goes very far out there. Really? Um, yeah. It's a great crowd of people as well <laughs> in both Johannesburg and Cape Town. Yeah. So that's a great time. Um, obviously, Ghana is great. I'm from Ghana. Mm-hmm. Um, Christmas time in Ghana is is unmatched. You know, great vibes. Yeah. Um, lots of people out there, and just everyone having a good time. Uh, good to network as well. You know, with your fellow um, black brothers and sisters, it's great. You know, feeling at <laughs> home. You know, you don't feel any sort of pressure. Anyone's watching you. Yeah. You don't feel left out. It's like being back home and where you belong. Exactly. It's a great feeling. <laughs> yeah. I'd also recommend. For like a short holiday, I, I like Sweden. Stockholm's quite fun. Sweden, Some yeah. Nice ladies out there, very friendly <laughs> ladies. Um, good nightlife. Yeah, it's very friendly, man. You know, it's some good chat. Mm. Uh, very welcoming, you know. Like girls out there, man. Like, some, <laughs> one time I was outside a club. And okay. um, I was walking past, like, uh, they're doing some hot dogs or something. I was like starving. It was like 5 a.m. I was starving. 
And we yeah, happens. Yeah. I think I asked the lady, how much is the hot dog? She was like, blah. I was like, oh, damn, I ain't even got any change. And so late, a girl, good looking girl, heard me. She said, oh, doing some, some money for a hot dog, like, like some change. I was like, yeah, fine. And she's like, yeah. And then she took me out. So afterwards, we went out to like another club after the party. Oh, wow. So like, it's very, <laughs> yeah, it's like very easy to meet people, man. It's like such a nice vibe out there. Mm, wonderful. The Sweden's great. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. not too expensive to get out there. No, it's not. Like, like, it's not too bad. Yeah, it's not too bad. Shout out to Scandinavia. Um, I think the closest have I've been, been to... Have you been before? No, I've been to um, Copenhagen, though. Um, hey, really hey, nice. That's not bad as well, yeah. It's, it's nice not bad. It's too. so clean. What I love about Scandinavia is that it's just so efficient, so clean. People are super nice, you know. People are more into, like, you know, cycling and, you know, activities and things like that, which you don't really get in the UK. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're a lot more... Um, conscious about 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 a lot of things mm. but not not in a sort of not in a um, aggressive way but just more like caring and you know human human yeah. contact very much so very much so do, do you see the world going where where they are where they are right now because i know with like denmark copenhagen i think sweden might be the same um you hardly see a lot of cash you see more or less just cards contactless um a lot of systems in place compared to the uk yeah i think so now especially with coronavirus it's a good excuse for them to implement these things more mm. and um, make people feel a bit more safe yeah because um you know it's been it's been suggested that handling cash can um can increase the transfer of the, of, of the virus. So I think, okay. so, yeah, it's, it's a good opportunity for for countries to start taking up a little bit more. <laughs> um, I think the, I think the, I think the UK are fairly good, though. You know, you've had contactless payment in place for quite a long time, bars, mm. clubs, restaurants, etc. Yeah, um, places like Ghana um, and less developed countries, it's not as popular. But even in America, actually, it's not that True. popular. Well, so, um, contactless, yeah, yeah, it's not that popular in America. I was in America mm-hmm. in September and it wasn't popping like that. Okay. Yeah, they're like swipe, isn't it? Swipe. Yeah, it's like, technically, technically, well, it's not actually because you swipe and you've got a sign, haven't you? So Yeah. <laughs> I think the UK are, are some way ahead to be honest with you, for once. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess America's is so much more bigger. I mean, I hear, yes. I hear them. Yeah. Yes. America, I, mm. that's, that's true. It's so much bigger, so much more people and the states are governed differently as well. So, Tell me it's quite that. hard to pass um, <laughs> different measures into law because obviously you have to have a lot of people who agree on it, a lot of the governors and the local um, council. So okay, okay, yeah, America's lots of fun. Um, where was the some of the places that you've been? Any for any any memories in um, particular? Quite, quite a lot actually. So my first trip to America was during uh, university. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to I did a thing called Camp America which is also a good way to travel yeah, and see yeah. some of the world, like these camping programs or volunteering abroad yeah. or studying abroad, working abroad. That's a great way to see countries because technically you're living there for a while. So you get a real feel for the country mm. and you also get to meet locals naturally, you know, and mm. no better way to see a country than by hanging with locals. So yeah, I went to Camp America and I was based in Arizona. Okay. For six, six, eight weeks. Um, and that was great. That was great. Like I've never been to America before, and to go to Arizona, which is very unique, it's like a desert, mm. was great. And from there, I went to Vegas, went to San Francisco, San Diego, <laughs> New York, LA. Yeah, that was a wicked trip. I was there for about two months. Mad. So that was a wicked trip. Um, and then most recently, I was there. Um, I went to New York and LA and San okay. Diego. Okay. Enough, actually, that's that was my, my my last time. So my last time was before that was the trip during university and okay. my recent time was in September 2019. So yeah, I've been to actually that's a lie actually. Sorry, sorry, that's a lie. Sorry. <laughs> my my last so my, my first time in New York in LA was yeah. during university in twenty thirteen. Okay. And then my last time to my next time was in September when I went to LA and New York again. But in between that, I've been to Miami and um, been to Miami twice. Mad. Miami and Daytona Beach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's a lie. I've, I've, I've been a few times to America. <laughs> You've definitely been more than me. I think I've been three or four times. I think once was from a road trip from Toronto to um, 
Jeez. to New York. Yeah, it was a good road trip. But then um, as soon as you cross the borders, it's a whole another board game because you know you just you just get you just get to learn how um how strict Americans are. You know they search you and so and yeah. so forth. I'm totally yeah. a bit in it. You feel a bit like uh, it's a bit patronizing. You feel, very you feel much. like you're targeted, don't you? Mm, very much. Sometimes it can be intense, America. Um, is, I think I always tell people America's a place where I love to go there for holidays, but I wouldn't live there just for a number of reasons. Um, but I think everyone will have their own opinion on this. Sorry, say that again, sir. I think that's the last part. Yeah. Okay. So I'll say in America's. Uh, is a place that I like to go on holiday a lot. Yeah, yeah. But it's not necessarily a country where I would actually live in because of uh, a number of reasons, you know, like the, um, the, the health yeah. healthcare systems, you know, the hurricanes, the natural natural disasters. Yeah, yeah. it's expensive out there, man. Yeah, and so depending on where you live, it can be expensive as well, especially in New York. Yeah, I mean, mm. if you did want to live out there after just getting a um, like a full time job and getting them to sponsor your medical care. Mm. Um, and obviously that that's going to help you to you know you can it's a bit more sustainable yeah that's turning up there trying to find a job which is you you need to find a job very quickly because obviously your visa expires after a certain time but yeah i think in general with trying to um move abroad the best way to do so is to do so with a job um and if you can do it in your current job that's even better because at least you've got some sort of um background in that company and you kind of know how things work there. Mm, mm, definitely much so. I couldn't agree with you more. Okay. Um, so let's, you touched upon Ghana as obviously one of your top three. Um, yeah, let's, yeah. Talk, let's talk about Ghana for a bit. So I know you do um, some services for, for Ghana. So travel and tourism services? Yes, yes. So um, obviously it's quite a hot destination right now. Mm-hmm. So we started doing, uh, yeah, we started doing tours, accommodation, transport and nightlife. So, Nice. And I think a lot of people, they go to Ghana and they go straight into Accra and don't really think about going anywhere else. True. But Ghana is actually very beautiful. There's a lot of different places to see. Yeah. Know, there's waterfalls in the eastern region. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you've got um, Cape Coast, Elmina's Castle. Um, you've got the um, zoo in the northern region. Yeah. Mole National Park. Mm-hmm. which is great. Uh, you've got Akosombo Dam, which is in the Volta region. So there's lots to see. There's lots, lots and lots to see. And um, what kind of encouraged me to set up that service was, you know, when I travel, I, I Google first and Google what I want to see and where I want to go for some mm-hmm. inspiration. And That's with Ghana, I did that and nothing came up. There's no tour companies. Oh. Why are there no tour companies? That's just okay. crazy. So okay. I thought, okay, fine. There's no tour companies. Let me set my own up, one up. Oh, nice. I set one up whilst I was out of there. So whilst okay. I was there, I set up. So I was supposed to be there for holiday and within about two or three days, I thought, there's opportunities here, man. Let me, you know, let me get to work and make something happen here. And <laughs> fortunately, I had some good people in the army who were able to help and support me and um, we were able to, 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 to grow the business and um, have some success out in Ghana, which was great. Nice, nice, nice. Because right now there's there's quite a number of people doing the travel and tourism kind of thing in Ghana and in, in Accra at least. Yeah. Um, so would you say you're one of the kind of pioneers? Um, uh, <laughs> oh, that's not a pioneer. Um, I don't know. Mate. One, of the, sure. one of the first in. One of the first in. Would you say? Um, you know, Ghana is very different though, right? So a lot of people do things on the street level rather than on the internet, mm. you know? So true. Very, very, very true. I like the way yeah. you said it. Say that, say that again, please. Because I, I mean, that, that you basically just sum, summed up everything. You basically just summed up travel and tourism in Ghana. Because the amount of flyers that you'll see go out on WhatsApp, go on online, social media, compared to the actual number of established tourism travel tour companies like you it's a massive difference massive difference yeah you come come ghana christmas december january time all of these events all of these random companies never heard before come january gone disappeared off the face of you don't see them again (laughs) you don't see them again i actually saw your flyer yeah Great. I actually saw your fly from um, one of these what one of these uh, US UK WhatsApp groups actually. I'm coming oh, to yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I saw it go around actually. I think I was doing my own event around that time, so I couldn't actually go. But but well done to you. You did, did a great yeah. job. I mean, if if I saw it, then you've done a great job in marketing. Thanks, man. How do you tend to market your um, travel and tourism in Ghana? Um, well, obviously at that time, <laughs> I didn't sound kind of cliche, but at the time I was obviously set up there and then. So I had to use social media. Okay. Physical presence. So I had to use Instagram, the WhatsApp. Yeah. Because yeah. I just started it today. Okay. You know what I mean? But for next time, I'll, I'll be um, obviously using more Google and SEO searches via Google to make sure when you type in Ghana tours, you'll see myself come up rather than nothing. That's it. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Mm, mm. So, um, like, like you say, it's an interesting one. And in a lot of developing countries, right, people do things on the ground. They haven't got this sort of web presence and they don't really think about, because some countries, right, like uh, Mexico, Bali, you land at the airport and there's mm-hmm. tour companies there are waiting to snap you up. They're waiting for you. <laughs> they're, yeah. they're fighting over you. Yeah. You see what I mean? Yeah. Which, is, which is quite disappointing for me, actually, because. You know, Ghana year of return, I think there's a big opportunity there. So I was surprised that the government didn't really f- kind of fund anybody or any sort of institutions to actually run these tours. It seems like they're more focused on the celebrities and doing small tours with them. But they should have actually mm. funded a, a Ghana, um, Ghanaian-based person or brand or business to actually facilitate these tours. It's a very good idea. But you know our people, Kojo. You know, you know our people. You know, you know yeah, how they yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's very political, <laughs> and they go where the money is as well. You know. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. What did you think of that? Were you? We obviously, I assume you were around during the year return, twenty nineteen. Yeah, right? yeah. I was there. I was there for three weeks, mate. Had a great mm, time. Mm, awesome. I can imagine you did. Yeah. What was your What was your take on it? Very, very quickly. Yeah, it was great, comments. man. It was a- it's a great, great man. It's great to meet people and, you know, welcome people into Ghana. Um, obviously, lots of celebrities were there. Chris Eubank. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, really? Yeah. I was, with, I was with those guys quite a bit. Uh, Eubank. Okay. And okay. Uh, Kojo, the comedian. Okay. But, yeah, yeah Kojo and the comedian was there. Yeah. Yeah, loads of people were there, man. Jadena was there again. Oh. Naomi Campbell was there. Yeah, she was definitely there. Um, a couple more American actors. That like, was really good, man. It's, it's Overall, it's a really good vibe. Yeah, um, I think people just even myself we kind of expect to receive things in a timely manner and in Ghana Africa in general it's not really possible to receive things in a timely manner because the culture is different it's very laid back you know mm. you ask somebody for a drink it could take half an hour to get a drink oh my gosh let's, let's, let's even not longer, even even longer even longer actually <laughs> half an hour is, half an hour is, is actually quite good it takes two <laughs> an hour I think, <laughs> But that's just the culture, isn't it? Like, that's just what you've got to um, understand. You took you half right. an hour to get a drink? In some places, even longer, man. you got oh. to tell them like three times, hi, my drink. Oh, oh, sorry, I forgot. It's, the so, mentality is um, shocking, isn't it, sometimes, our people? Yeah, and also it's busy, right? It's a very busy time for people, so mm. it's quite understandable. Um, mm. But yeah, people are just very laid back, man. They don't take the job seriously at all. It's true. And then they want to still be on your back as well. Yeah, exactly. They still want to be asking you for 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 handouts <laughs> oh, our people so, man you can love them but you, you hate them but you gotta love them at the same time yeah exactly you just gotta try help out where you can isn't it try and educate yeah. them and um help them to help themselves really it's quite yeah definitely definitely so i mean you've, you've definitely you know touched upon a number of key areas of accra and as well as Ghana as well um one thing i noticed about your social media is um you know you did actually have a lot of good coverage then you you shout out some some other names that are trying to capture ghana like you know you got vanessa canby uh you yeah, got she's a star man mm, she's she's, she's putting out the content she's pulling out content right now isn't she yeah she's solid man i rate yeah. her highly she's she's, she's she's serious man because mm, the amount of content she's captured and you know she's not even there right now is, is ridiculous yeah. she's still dropping content <laughs> She's a she's a workaholic man, and she'll go far. She deserves it because she, she's been very consistent with it. It's not like uh, she's doing it just for fun, or whatever. She's taking it very seriously and doing a good job. So, well done very, to her. Very, 
very very true and obviously there's other names that you know that we, we could spend all day talking about you've got Callum Wesley Passport Heavy um, Wadi Mayer yeah. there's so many so many YouTubers creators capturing Ghana and you know really putting Ghana in a map and really trying to help the tourism aspect of Ghana um, this actually this actually segues nicely to my next question um, coming to your content actually which you've done a very good job in, on Instagram by the way um yeah. You've also got a nice YouTube channel. You know, I know you don't have a whole bunch of videos out there, but what I did notice is um, the travel guides that you have, they tend to pick up quite a number of views. Is that something that you're looking to do a lot more in in future? Yeah, I mean, um, I think this time has allowed me to kind of organize my content and to um, Mm. start pushing out some more YouTube uh, videos. But I think my main sort of focus before Corona was to actually start converting um, followers into sort of business opportunities mm. um, and kind of the, the uh, YouTube kind of helps to facilitate that. Very much. It really you know? does. So the, yeah, yeah the, 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 I'm not really like you, for me, YouTube is not a career for me. My career mm. is more going to be in the kind of travel and tourism space in terms of, kind of um servicing people you know yeah but i think a lot of um people like possible heavy and Vanessa can be they're more youtube and like presenting focused rather than commercial focused mm. which, which is fair enough that's that's kind of what they want to do but i'm trying to be a bit more business rather than you know in the public eye as much obviously the thing is that you need the public image to convert into sales yeah so it's a bit of both, but I think in the long term, I just want to be more focused on the business side of things. Mm. Mm. I couldn't agree with you more. And I have a lot of respect for you saying that, Kojo, because there are a lot of people that that are generalized at the moment. And there's not many people who are actually specializing or there's not a lot, there's not a lot of people rather, you know, um, bold enough to say, look, this is my space. I love what those guys are doing. They're doing a great job on it. I could be doing that too, but that's going to distract me from my main thing, which is what I'm trying to grow over here. You, you understand yeah, what yeah. I'm trying to say? Like, so I, I can't compete with Vanessa, right? Vanessa's focus on Ghana. <laughs> yeah. out consistent videos about Ghana. Yeah. Um, and I travel. I travel around the world, you know, so I'm not just Ghana focused. Obviously, my main interest is in Ghana because I'm Ghanaian. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, Vanessa, I see interviews, interesting people out in Ghana. You know, um, she goes to different places in Ghana, in, in like restaurants and um, nightclub owners and events, which is great. Mm. Yeah, she does everything. She covers everything. Like very, very yeah. good content. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm actually. I'm gonna try and get on my show. I mean, she does come up quite quite a bit in some of my podcasts. So, I yeah. think that's. I'm gonna try and get on my show and then see see how we go from there. Okay, um, let's talk about some of your services. Actually, let's bring it back to Holiday Helper, right? Sure. Um, sure. So now, obviously, we've talked about you know the services you do in Ghana. We've talked about some of the content that you produce. Let's talk about the actual services that you do. So, let's say I wanted to. Let's say I wanted to. You know, plan a itinerary or trip to i don't know let's say sweden whatever you know how yeah. how would how can you help me you know or, or or what kind of um questions can i expect when i'm filling in the form or when i'm having a conversation with you how would you how would you um um guide me i mean what what's what's the customer journey like which is what i'm trying to say yeah so i think the holiday planning element of things mm-hmm. i've kind of kind of obviously stopped doing that because of coronavirus of but even course, before yeah. that even before mm-hmm. that I was, I was kind of taking a step back from okay. that and focusing more towards the tours um in ghana in dubai okay. and marrakesh okay because um i think at this stage i think a lot of people are at a stage where they can book their own flight and accommodation and that service is more of a favor you know i don't offer it yeah. to, um, before I was, I, was, I was offering it as a a monetary service but i think um now it's more of a kind of it's a favor you know oh really and okay. yeah because i mean people don't really need the handheld i don't true. think from true, that's what true. i kind of say to you as well from the beginning of the podcast i said to you it's good to start and then mm-hmm. evolve or tailor your your business because from starting out i kind of realized okay cool 
this service is not my most popular service. My most popular service is the tours. Yeah. So let me focus on that because how many people are hitting me up to help them to book a flight? Not a lot. Not many. Not many. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. And also, it's very time consuming because when the people do hit me up, it's very time consuming because I've got to research the flight accommodation, the activities for them. But uh, mm. the process was you back to your question. This is a form, so it kind of asks you where you're flying from, where to, uh, what dates you're flying to, yeah. which locations interest you, mm -hmm. how many people, and then what your budget is. And then yeah. from there, you know, I'll call you up and have a telephone consultation with you to understand a bit more about where you want to go and what you want to do. And then from there, I'll present you with some options. So usually three to four options. Okay. Um, and then I'll present this to you and then you can go away and book those. I don't, I don't book anything for anybody. I don't take that risk. I just present people with options to book and okay. suggestions. Okay. Um, so it's, it's quite a fluid process and it's very straightforward um, in terms of the communication channel. Mm -hmm. um, basically, so I received a request via email, then I'll follow up with a telephone consultation. And um, I'd say I've probably helped pe people from Canada, France, Morocco. So I helped a lot of people for sure. Mm. Um, but I kind of realized that the, it's a lot of time. It's, it's, it's very time consuming. Very. Um, and you might go through all of this and the person might end up not even booking the holiday. That's the thing. That's the thing I was actually going to bring up. I mean, you could put in yeah. all that time and let's say you're not even charging anything up front. I mean, yeah. that time has just gone down the drain, right? So I can imagine, yeah, exactly. I can understand where you're coming from for sure. Exactly. So I think mm. that probably works best when you're, um, you're you, you kind of got, relationships with the with the um, hotels and you know the airlines then it's easier for you to take a payment and then organize that for them you know you book it for them rather than offering the um, suggestions which is why i kind of focused myself to be based in uh, in ghana more and uh, dubai and morocco where i've actually got those um relationships on the ground so it's easier mm -hmm. for me to kind of add add value um, um and to have a better understanding of the local market. Wow. Okay. That's, that's awesome. That's very insightful because, um, it sounds to me that you've just kind of, you're focusing on a particular market now, you know, yeah. Marrakech, Accra, Dubai, you know, so that kind of Af African kind of, you know, UAE kind of market. Which yeah. Is quite yeah. Right now. Mm, mm, mm. Because I think it's yeah. difficult to be the jack of all trades in this game. It's, it's quite difficult. Very much so. And uh, why do you think um, travel agents are still on the high street? I know someone going out of business. I mean, was it Thompson that went out of business recently? Or Thomas uh, Cook? Yeah, Thomas Cook. Thomas Cook, yeah. Yeah. And I think TUI and some problems as well. But the main thing is, like, look at my, my mother, right? Mm -hmm. My mother still goes to the bank. She goes into the bank to, yeah. to withdraw £10 from the cash point. She'll go into the bank. She doesn't use mobile banking. She doesn't use ATMs. She goes into the bank. Mm -hmm. So I think there's still um, that generation elder generation who are not comfortable serving the internet they rather have the human contacts and sort of what we call experts um advise them um, um for me personally i'll suggest this is the internet because all the information is out there on the internet uh, it's quicker you can compare deals better you know you can get more um information for yourself i think on the internet but obviously if you're not familiar with the internet and you're more comfortable talking to a human being then it makes sense to use a travel agent which is why there's still some on the high street mm -hmm. not as much as before makes but sense makes still some there. yeah there's yeah. still a presence makes makes a makes a lot of sense makes a lot of sense because is that i guess at the end of the day not everyone trusts the internet not everyone yeah. trusts everyone online there's still that trust factor with using online services versus physical services because you interact with an actual human being so that probably answers that question so uh, thanks for clearing that one up brilliant okay and then um what i wanted to say is so do you see yourself now just specializing in, 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 in those markets? So just, so rather than just doing the planning, you know, you're just going to kind of focus on tours in certain areas and you, you, you see that's, do you see that's where the, the market is going, especially for you, because you've got the sky, you've got Skyscan, you've got Airbnb disrupting a lot of, um, you know, travel, you know, travel yeah. services. So that kind of end to end kind of travel 
service is now starting to kind of die out because there's a lot of, you know, new travel platforms on the market or have been in the market for quite some time. Yeah, for me, I think it's quite, it's threefold. So it's the um, mm. travel services, so the tours, um, accommodation, etc. Then also the brand review. So working with brands because that's a good opportunity to get paid, essentially, right? The brands will pay you yeah. to help them increase their, their engagement and their exposure to um, other people. So, and then thirdly would be um, travel content. So, you know, like you said, the YouTube, Instagram, etc. that kind of helps to um, bring in more, help people to see you more and to understand you and get to know you as a brand. So, mm. um, mm. business, well, I'd say, yeah, definitely it's going to be more towards the tours and um, travel services. Mm-hmm, very much, yeah. And I think, you know, when you mentioned like, when you mentioned things like online content and things like that, coming to think of it that's a good way of building trust with people so obviously i've seen your your for example let's go back to social media if you look yeah. at your your social media channels especially instagram you got you got a pretty good following you know? yeah 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 and, and that's all organic as well so mm, i can imagine um, Great organic. You can't, yeah you can't that, you, you can't really um can't really put a price on that right you've got like organic followers who trust you and know you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a good place to be it's a good place to be for sure very much so. And I noticed, you know, obviously, you know, BBC covered you as well. That was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, that was great, actually. That was actually <laughs> during my time in Ghana. So Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, that was awesome. It always gave me a cheeky follow on Instagram as well, which was oh, nice. Which was nice. But um, yeah, it's always good to see all your work being appreciated and um, obviously it gives you a bit more uh, credibility in this game as well, you know? Mm. So it uh, definitely helps. Excellent. So do you think there's going to be a a, a, a a 2020 beyond the return trip? Do you think that's going to happen <laughs> the way things uh, are going? Fingers crossed, mate. Fingers crossed. I've got my flight booked already. No way. Um, I, know, I know you asked me for some tips um, initially. So I, I, I always book these holidays, which are, you know, you're going to go on and you know that they're very popular, you know, like spring break or yeah. Easter holidays or yeah. Christmas holidays. You've got to book these trips early because... Uh, the later you leave it, the more expensive it gets. Mm. Last year, my flight to Ghana was £375, and I booked that in February of last year. Wow. 375 for a return flight to Ghana is insane. That's insane. This year, <laughs> I was 550 Same airline. I booked no it in January. So, yeah. So, um, that's one tip. Definitely book your flights early. Yeah. Um, uh, and, yeah, you know, I booked my flight with confidence. I think by December time, things should be a lot more accessible and fortunately mm. i've got a passport so worst case scenario <laughs> i can try and try and use that as a bargaining tool to be able to fly back home <laughs> uh, <laughs> i like that so let's say so let's see how that plays out but you know we're still what uh six or seven months away so hopefully um things are a lot better mm. by then and there's some sort of um protocols in place to kind of tackle these corona streets man <laughs> tackle these corona streets i like i like, yeah. that. I like that i like that if you if shout out to all the Ghanaians listening if you have a dual citizenship Ghanaian passport like myself and kojo i want you to just yeah, wave, yeah, wave yeah. it around right now because that's <laughs> going to be your way in back to ghana at this rate unless things improve at a rapid rate uh, but it seems that obviously ghana ghana's borders is closed till the end of the month and we're in may right now um it's going to be interesting to see what happens mm. Yeah, for sure, for sure, man. Just got to sit tight, you know, stay safe and just sit tight and hope for a brighter future. Brilliant. Yeah, okay. And um, finally, just before we wrap up, uh, Kojo, I just wanted to kind of get your thoughts on accommodation really accommodation when you're traveling obviously it's changed so much now obviously with with the airbnbs booking.com um hotels you know you've got people obviously building houses now it's back at home people staying with friends there's so many different ways of you know getting accommodation now um again with 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 corona how do you think things are going to change now do you think people are going to kind of like you know keep away from hotels for a bit or people are still going to use them? Um, I don't think so, to be honest with you. I don't think so, man. I think uh, 
as an average traveller, you know, ultimately you need somewhere to stay. You can't really yeah. go to Ghana in a caravan, can you? You can go to Oxford or <laughs> Cardiff in a caravan, but you can't yeah. go to Ghana in a caravan. So, um, I don't, for honest, I don't think that, that that market is going to be affected too much. I think it's more a case of surviving during this time because there's no demand, right? No one's booking anything. Mm. So I think their main concern is about staying afloat during this time. Because me myself, you know, I have no issues with staying in an Airbnb or hotel. Um, mm. It's quite clear, quite obvious that they will be taking precautions to deep clean rooms and mm. facilities more. Mm. But um, I think by the time we're even allowed to get out of our houses more, the rate of infection is going to be a, very, very small anyway. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So if you're traveling during a time of a pandemic, then I think people would be a lot, a lot more cautious and nervous. But I think by the time that the travel market opens up, the the rate of infection is going to be um, significantly reduced. So even the threat of of of, of catching coronavirus is going to be uh, minimized. So that's not going to be an issue, in my opinion. Mm. Okay, that's a very good point because that's yeah. where the market is going. You know, you know, accommodation, flights, etc., are looking to come back, but with a precaution. You know, with, with the yeah, exactly. with, the, with the deep cleaning, more thorough checks, more security, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I think people's initial fear will mostly be like the flight process. That will be the fear because those places are quite mm. crowded, isn't it? Yeah, but in a hotel or in an Airbnb, yeah, you know, it gets cleaned. There's there's refurbished. There's um there's regular cleaning and you, you see it, you know, whereas on a plane, you don't really see the cleaning happening. So yeah. naturally you're a bit more nervous, but you know, in the hotel, you can request more towels, you can request more cleaning, mm, you know, you've got that, 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 that flexibility. That's a good point. So that's probably like um, a good analysis when you compare hotels with just kind of self-service kind of accommodation, kind of DIY yeah, yeah, accommodation. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Okay. Just, just want to throw you one more question, actually. Sure, sure. What's, what's what's your perfect holiday? You know what what's what's your idea of a perfect holiday? Yeah, you know it, it could be any kind of it could be any kind of itinerary, any kind of country, any kind of you know combination of of things. Yeah, mm. uh, I'm the sort of guy I like to explore. Man. I like to see different things, so I like mm. to go to places which um, offer you know a range of activities. So hiking. Um, even like activities like quad biking or, you know, mm. seeing wildlife up and up and close in the flesh. That's great. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like my nightlife as well. So, you know, good restaurants, <laughs> good bars, good clubs. Yeah. Um, and good weather, obviously. Good weather is good. Good, 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 good weather is a nice, a nice, a nice benefit. But also uh, value for money. I think that's probably my most important thing, actually. Value mm. for money. Um mm. Because, you know, places like even Ghana, right? You go to Ghana, you go to a restaurant, you spend, what, 15, 20 quid and you're full. <laughs> you go somewhere like uh, Dubai, New York, and you're spending a fortune, man. Even in, in average places, you're spending a fortune. So Very true. I think value, value for money is, is, is a good one for me too. But, yeah, just in a nutshell, I'd say um, range of activities, you know, new experiences, a uh, good nightlife and um, a different culture to what I'm used to. So say a different culture from London, because mm. I think um, for me, America is, 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 is a great holiday, but it's not going to, you know, it's not really going to open my eyes to anything different. It's quite similar yeah. to the UK in a sense. So mm. it's not somewhere I'm going to, to experience a different culture, but yeah, um, places in like Southeast Asia or parts of Africa and the Middle East, you know, you're going to experience something di- different to what you're used to. So, very um, much. essentially <laughs> right, i travel i travel to learn more about myself and about the world and to meet new people so um being out of my comfort zone kind of helps me to do that that's that's a very very good point kojo because a lot of people that i know they go traveling just to kind of have fun have a break which is all yeah, that's, that's understandable yeah that's understandable yeah it's understandable but you don't get many people who travel because they want new experiences because yeah, because they want new experiences in, in essence, you know, they want to yeah. try new things. They want to do and learn, you know, do something yeah, exactly. different, essentially do something different, you know, because I think we're all used to like, you know, going, traveling to Spain, traveling to the Americas, traveling to the Dubai's, you know, I mean, those are kind of like typical kind of holiday destinations, especially if you're in the UK, 
Um, yeah. But you don't get many people who want to go somewhere completely different, you know, just yeah, because they yeah. want to learn and try something new. So, you know, I have a lot of respect for you for saying that. Thanks, man. I remember even um, last year I went to South Africa and I was in Johannesburg. I was like, okay, cool. We're not too far from Swaziland. So we actually drove from Johannesburg to Swaziland. No and way. Swaziland, I, I knew nothing about Swaziland. That's what let me take a trip there. And it was really, really beautiful, man. Wow. Really, really beautiful. Like, Brilliant. It was like a hidden gem. And that was like mm. a four hour drive. That was a four hour drive from Johannesburg. No so um, that's another tip as well, you know. If you're close to borders, definitely mm-hmm. venture and try to see different countries. That's the easy way to cross countries off your list. I like by, that. Uh, driving through borders. I like that. So killing two birds with one stone when yeah, you're exactly. to a destination. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So it looks like I've got to do more um, road trips between Canada and America, huh? <laughs> yeah you know that's a good way to see different states as well isn't it it is yeah good way you know you can do like a couple of nights in, in one location yeah you know. yeah i mean i was actually planning a road trip from canada from uh i was i was planning a uh american road trip this this summer but obviously oh, that's that's out the window obviously yeah that's on hold mate have you got family in canada or is that just yeah, uh, yeah, I've got family in Canada. My, my last podcast was actually to family in Canada, actually. Oh, um, awesome, awesome. Mm, I've got family in Canada. I've got family in America. And I've got family in Arizona as well. Phoenix, Arizona? Yeah, yeah, I went to Phoenix, man. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's loads of Ghanaians, you know, in Texas, Maryland, those kind of areas. Yeah. So I I've not been family. down south, man. I haven't been down south. Really? I haven't been down nah, south yet. Nah. Me yeah, too. I have been down south, man. Yeah. But things are cheaper down there, apparently. In Texas, when you go back to yeah. Texas... Taxes, yeah, even like Arizona. Mm. I've been to Arizona before. I haven't been to Arizona. Yeah, I was so gonna go. You know, state has got different taxes, which is so strange. But yeah, yeah, Arizona's taxes are much lower than somewhere like uh, New York or California. Yeah, so you get a lot of businesses migrating there, which is quite interesting. Ah, uh, yeah, it makes sense, isn't it? Because corporation yeah. tax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, uh, America is just too complicated sometimes, man. <laughs> <laughs> it really okay. is, man. Yeah. Kojo, um, you've been a great host. Um, I just want to ask, what or do, you, do you have any last kind of travel tips for, for um? I for think I'm kind of giving them all, you know. I think I'm kind of giving them all. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think last main one, I guess, is to. I'm not sure how it's going to pan out of the coronavirus, but for me, I use um a lot of sort of loyalty programs to travel more. So mm. my Amex, I've got Amex Gold Card. And with the Emirates yeah. Gold Card, you get to um, experience the lounge. You get two free lounge visits every year. Um, you get points towards traveling. So you get obvious points when you spend. Nice. When you fly the year, you get like double points. So all these sort of things kind of help you to save on traveling and to um, kind of bring your cost down slightly. So I recommend doing that. Get yourself an mm. Amex card. Um, there's a BA one, which is free. There's a gold mm-hmm. one, which is about £140 a year, but the yeah. first year is free. Not bad. So if you're really sad, then you could get it for a year and then cancel it. Not bad. You get it. So you can, yeah. you can get the you can get the um, the lounge visits and the points for not one bad. year and then cancel it and not spend any money. So that's, that's a little hack. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for that, Kojo. I'm sure our listeners will appreciate that. And I've noticed you've done a little bit of a video on that, so I'll make sure... Yeah. Um, I'll put that in the show notes for the listeners can uh, check that out. Yeah, nice one. It's a bit dated for to do it, uh, another updated one, but um, that okay. kind of covers the benefits of the Amex card. And okay. there's a link for a free referral in my Instagram um, bio and on the website as well. So okay. if you are keen to get an Amex, which I'd highly recommend, feel free okay. to uh, use one of my referral links. Awesome. Awesome. And before we bring the show to an end, this is something I ask all my listeners. What to you is the sound of a cross? So when someone says to you a cross, what what are kind of, what are the kind of thoughts that run through your mind? Honestly, so thoughts, honestly, vibes? Bro, yeah. Honestly, I just think um, Killer Willy. <laughs> For those that don't know, Killer Willy is a spiced um, sliced plantain snack, and Chichinga uh, is like a soya beef uh, rubbed in a nice pepper. So essentially, mm. when I think of Accra, I think of the food. Uh, obviously the great vibes and you know the beautiful culture out there mm, I love it I love it definitely it definitely gives you thought of a crowd when, when you describe it that way yeah man that's that oh <laughs> mate that killer willy bro oh, 
<laughs> on tap as well. It's on tap. It's affordable. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Ghana is Can't sweet. Ghana is sweet. Yeah. Tell them all. Tell them. <laughs> Not sweet like chocolate ball, sweet like plantain. I love it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> all right, Kojo, how can the listeners um follow you and get to know more about Holiday Helper? Yeah, sure. So I'm on Instagram, mate. It's probably the best place to, to, to reach me. Um that's Holiday Helper with an extra R on the end. Okay. Um website is <laughs> www.holidayhelper.com. Uh Twitter at Holiday Helper. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm online, so check out my YouTube page as well, which mm-hmm. is uh, holiday help out with the extra R on the end. Um, and also, yeah, through this podcast, I'm sure um, I'll be linked um, in some capacity. So feel free to follow through. And mm-hmm. if you have any questions or suggestions or collaborations you want to do, then I'm weird. So just give me a shout and we can discuss from there. Sounds and great. Nice say, thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. Um, it's, it's an honor to be a guest on The Sound of Africa. Mm. And uh, thank you to Adrian. You've been a great host. Mm. Um, and um, I'm happy for you. So keep doing what you're doing. And looking forward to see The Sound of Africa Sound of Accra grow some more in the future. So well done, brother. And keep it up, man. Appreciate it, Kojo. This is what I'm here for. And, you know, this is what I do. This is what I enjoy doing, you know, connecting with people like you with, with a similar mindset, similar um, background, etc. Thank you. Thank you for the kind comments. And I actually wanted to ask you, why is it got two R's in Holiday Helper? Because the one, one R was taken. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. And I bet you, and I bet you that person isn't using it to, to its full They're not capacity. using it. They're anything. Oh. They're not doing anything with it, man. <laughs> yeah. So the website was taken. The website was taken. The URL was taken. Yeah. Um, and also the Instagram name. So I thought, okay, it's at the R in the end. <laughs> but the, yeah. that still hasn't worked. It hasn't worked against you at all because you're doing very well online, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But people just ask me, "Oh, why you got extra R on the end?" So I guess it's a it's an icebreaker. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I think if anything, it's it's even more fun. So yeah, yeah, yeah it's even more fun. It's it's yeah. All right, Kojo. Thanks for being on the show for the last time. And um, don't worry, we'll have all of every all of the show notes on the sound of a crowd And yeah, until next time, take care, everybody. Peace. Cheers, man. Thanks, man. Take care, guys. So that was Kojo Brown, founder of Holiday Helper, and that's helper with two R's at the end. Hope you all found that episode informative, insightful, beneficial, all of the above. Uh, Just to remind you, you can get the show notes for today's episode by simply visiting thesoundofacra.com. If you want the direct URL, visit thesoundofacra.com forward slash holiday hyphen helper with two r's once again for those listening on various podcast platforms don't forget to like share and subscribe if you think you're good enough to come on the show or if you know someone that'd be great for match for the show get in touch with us drop us the email info at soundofacrowd.com or get in touch with us on the website or on instagram I've been Adrian Daniels. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you in the next episode. Take care. Bye-bye.